This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. We got a fine hour of radio coming up. Mm-hmm. We got the hot seat. Who's on it today? You know, Ava didn't even tell me. I got no idea today. It's a secret huh? today. And here's the other one. Um, Doc Rivers, I have not mentioned him yet. He's very lucky right now with the crisis and the Eagles. Nobody's noticing. By game by game, he's won five in a row. All at home, yeah. All he does is act like a bigger jackass after every one. You want to hear him sanctimonious and smug? I will play for you a cut from after the game last night. This guy's the worst. But on the line right now is arguably the best when it comes to writing sports in our city. From the Inquirer.com, Mr. Mike Sealski. Hi, Mike. Morning, Angelo. Mike, uh, so you wrote this column last week. Uh, twelve and one was boring for you. Okay, now we got an injured quarterback. Is this exciting enough for you, Sealski? I feel like that uh, that Will Ferrell movie, Stranger Than Fiction, where the author writes the book and it affects his life. Um, <laughs> maybe I have those kind of special powers. <laughs> it is. Uh, it was rather interesting. Do you have any inkling you were there, Mike? And so did you feel any inkling he was injured at all? Not until after the game, uh, only because. <laughs> He played better after sustaining the injury than he did before. Uh, you know, he threw the two interceptions early in the game and talked after the game about how cold it was and he couldn't feel his hands and he, it was affecting his vision. Uh, and then he went out and he took the hit and, you know, completed a 68-yard pass to A.J. Brown. So uh, it wasn't until after the game, I think, that people really had an inkling of, of the injury and, you know, what might be ahead for the Eagles. I was trying to put myself in Mike's position. Mike's in Soldier Field. He's writing a column about the game. And he's walking in, Mike. And the condi- I mean, you felt the cold and the wind, right? You knew going in that those conditions were not favorable for a passing attack. Didn't you, didn't you sense that? Well, yeah. I mean, one of my ears fell off as I was walking <laughs> into the stadium. It was that cold. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was not great weather for throwing the ball. Uh, having said that, Angelo... Uh, yeah, the Bears are a bad run defense. They're actually a worse pass defense. So in a small, tiny little way, I can see why the Eagles would have wanted to throw the ball against them. Statistically, I don't agree with you there, but here's what I really want to know. How far into the game did it get, Mike, before you said, oh, my God, Miles Sanders hasn't touched the ball? Because it ended up being over 24 minutes into the game before he did. Coming off a hundred forty-four yard running uh, performance, do you want Mike? When did it start to occur to you they were not giving their best runner the ball? Uh, I would say about an hour and a half into the game because I tweeted, "Hi, Coach Sirianni. My name is Miles Sanders. Remember me?" <laughs> uh, you so that. That's what the timestamp says. <laughs> I, I know. I give me your theory on why they didn't use him at all. Well couple things. Like I just said, I think they looked at the Bears and said this is a defense that is giving up the second worst yards per pass attempt in the league, and we should be able to throw the ball against them. 
Uh, and statistically, you look at the game, and they did. Um, you know, they were moving the ball uh, without Jalen throwing the two interceptions. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, look, Miles had one 18-yard run, which was really good and really well blocked. But I would say there were a couple of times uh, when he got the ball that he, instead of cutting it up inside, bounced outside when he shouldn't have. And that's the kind of thing that coaches look at, I think. Now, having said that, they didn't give him the ball until the second quarter. So uh, they clearly went into this game saying, we think we can exploit the Bears throwing the ball, and that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, but in doing so, you've got Hurts running it 17 times. You've got him throwing it 37 that's 54 plays in which he is the target of the defense. Why are you taking that risk against a weak opponent? Because, A, haven't we all been discussing all week and the last couple of weeks that he's the NFL MVP, right? You put the ball in the hands of your MVP. But let me take my tongue out of my cheek here for a second, Angelo. Please. The, the, the Eagles are not playing this season. I, I wrote this earlier and I stand by it. The Eagles are not playing this season as if their highest priority is protecting their franchise quarterback. They want to win right now. And the way they're going to win right now is taking advantage of the fact that they have Jalen Hurts, they have his, this incredible set of skills that he has, and they were able to build a great team around him. This is not you know, protecting your quarterback for next year or anything like that. It's late in the season. They're trying to win a game. They are all in. And so they are going to use whatever measure they feel necessary to try to win right now. And if that means running Jalen Hurts, they're going to run Jalen Hurts. You can. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that all the time, but that, I think, is how they're looking at this. All right, so let's look at the team right now without him. We don't know for how long. How much less of a chance do they have to win the big one if Jalen Hurts is not playing for the next two, three, four, or five weeks? Well, the problem that the Eagles have encountered is that they have no history of success with their backup quarterback. So I'm really worried. Hey, he's doing almost the whole interview with this tongue-in-cheek. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, Mike, this isn't Nick Foles, and this isn't Carson Wentz. Why? <laughs> Listen to him. Because Why? Are you saying Wentz was as good in 17 as Hurts is now? I'm saying he was pretty close to his good, number one. And what I'm saying, too, is that, look, the likelihood is that Hurts is going to be back for the postseason. I'm not sure yet that this is worth freaking out about. Let's, let's see how they – number one, let's see how they play with Minshew. You know, it may turn out that Micah Parsons – is right, that the team around Hurts is also really, really good and maybe for a week or two can survive losing Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, I'm just – I'm not inclined at this point to, to, you know, act like everybody's hair should be on fire over the quarterback suffering a shoulder sprain, which could keep him out for a couple of weeks. All right, Mike, one more thing. This is a journalism question. I used to be his communications uh, professor. Mm-hmm. I know. Very, very knowledgeable. All right, I've heard a, that. All right, here's the thing. Mike, this is kind of alarming. So, Rhea did get a tip on this around 2 o'clock yesterday, right? But mm-hmm. the people that knew first were the bookmakers, the Vegas guys, because at 314, they switched the odds on the game from 1.5 to 5. It's 6 now. Right? It's 6 now. Wow. Mike, are the best reporters now working for the gaming industry? <laughs> it might be. Right? I mean, look, 
it, it, look, there are insiders everywhere now. Yeah. Um, they just are. Uh, you know, it's it's it doesn't work the way it used to work, where the local reporters are most likely to get this kind of scoop. Now, I give my colleague Jeff McLean a ton of credit. He was literally about 10 or 11 seconds later than Adam Schefter wow. and the NFL Network in getting this. That's how plugged in Jeff is. But that's the world we live in nowadays, is that bookmakers or kind of the information brokers at these, at these networks are going to get information and news like this first. Uh, do I wish it were different? Do I wish it were back in the old days? Sure, but it isn't. Wow. It's interesting to me. It really is. You just follow. Keith Jones knows before everybody else because he's a degenerate gambler. Correct. <laughs> that interesting? Yeah. It's just weird. Very interesting. Mike Sealski, uh, always fun.